0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A conversation at one point this past year between my wife Sarah and me went like this. Sarah, I was running and tweaked my calf muscle to the point where I had to stop and walk home. Well, put ice on it and rest it as much as you can. Don't run on it until next week. Really? I I have to wait until next week? I just started running again. I feel great. I have all this momentum that might be lost if I wait until next week. If I wait that long, I may not get back into it. Fast forward to the next day. Sarah, my calf muscle was very sore while I was running today. (laughs) Well, what did I tell you to do? you told me not to go running you see my wife Sarah is a physical therapist like many in her field and the medical field in general she frequently has friends and family ask her advice for aches and pains Sarah I pulled a muscle what should I do Sarah my back hurts can you tell me how I can make it better Sarah when I move my arm back like this I feel a sharp pain in my shoulder. She has told me on occasion that she is going to quit giving this free advice. This is not because she gets annoyed or because it is free. In fact, she enjoys helping out these people who trust her skills and knowledge. She enjoys finding out the source of the ailment and giving her diagnosis and then telling these people what they can do to help remedy the problem. But, What does annoy her is that many people, like myself included, do not follow the advice she gives. This is why she says she is going to quit giving it altogether. In her own words, she says, When I tell those who ask what they need to do, it is something they don't want to hear or don't want to do, so they don't. They just want a quick fix, and sometimes... A quick fix is not what they need. In our gospel lesson, we have a man approach Jesus for some advice. He is described as young in Matthew and a ruler in Luke, so we know him as the rich young ruler. We find out quickly that this young man is righteous, keeping the laws of Moses. We only find out that he is rich at the end of his encounter with Jesus as he goes away weeping because he had many possessions. Jesus throws out the 5th through ninth commandments as a starting point to answer this young man's question. All is well with the young man. So far, so good. He is a lifelong observant Jew. He has kept these laws and commandments. But, where it all falls apart is when Jesus tells him, that he lacks one thing it is the one thing that the young man does not want to hear it is the one thing that he does not want to do go sell what you own and give the money to the poor then come follow me after a meeting this past week at St. Andrew's Cathedral I went to their noonday Eucharist in the chapel Much of my Lenten discipline when I was a communicant at St. Andrew's was going to the same noonday Eucharist, so it was good to return there and be back in that space. David Johnson, you may know him, the long-time canon to the ordinary of our diocese, gave a sermon in which he said that God is continually calling us to a transformed heart. This is nothing less than Jesus' call to the young man in our gospel lesson. Jesus was calling him to a transformed heart. The young man might have been fine with simply following Jesus in the end, but it is ultimately selling all his possessions that held him back from a transformed heart. It is his wealth that holds him back from inheriting the kingdom of God. In C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce, the narrator of the story goes on a bus ride from hell to heaven. When he reaches heaven, he eavesdrops on many different conversations going on between the ghosts of hell, like himself, and the spirits of heaven who are trying hard to convince the ghosts to say. Many of these ghosts of hell are a lot like the young man in our gospel lesson. It is not that they are rich like him, or that they are righteous as he is, but they all have one thing holding them back from having their heart transformed. They all have one thing holding them back from inheriting the kingdom of God. One of the ghosts is unable to forgive. Another cannot give up control. Another one cannot give up reputation. And yet another cannot give up an obsession with her outward appearance. Like the young man, they want eternal life and they ask the spirits of heaven what they must do. And yet, like the young man, they are unwilling to hear it or do what is necessary and their hearts are not transformed and they are unable to inherit the kingdom of God. We all can agree that Forgiving someone who has wronged us is not easy. Giving up control and that which makes us feel secure is not easy. Casting away our cares and worries about our reputation is not easy. Giving up our hard-earned wealth in which we have worked and sacrificed so much for is not easy. So no, the continual call from God to a transformed heart is not easy. We are only human. We mess it up. Sometimes we mess it up big time. We hurt others and others hurt us. We look out for ourselves instead of looking out for others. We do not and we choose not to hear the call from God to a transformed heart. We are the rich young ruler. We want eternal life but we dare not give up the security of wealth, reputation, control, and we dare not forgive those who have wronged us for fear that they will wrong us again. We desire a transformed heart, yet when we ask, Lord, what must we do? We do not like what we hear. We do not like the advice our Lord gives us. We want a quick fix, but there are no quick fixes for a transformed heart. So yes, we are very much like the young man in our gospel lesson, but in more ways than one. Because what is easy to overlook in this passage, because it did not end well, is the fact that Jesus looked at the young man and he loved him. Though the young man went away grieving for his many possessions, Jesus loved him. Though the young man screwed it up royally, Jesus loved him and he never stopped calling him to a transformed heart. So we are like the rich man because we get it wrong and we mess things up. But we are like him also because in our shortcomings and our failings and when we screw it up royally, Jesus looks at each of us and loves us. Jesus looks at each of us and loves us and he never stops calling us to a transformed heart. So with the assurance that Jesus loves us and is calling us and with the assurance that we can never fall short of his love and that he will never stop calling us, let us together take a little bread and a little wine for the journey and go from these four sacred walls with transformed hearts so that we may transform the world. Amen.